Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome. We're so excited today. We have Nicole Christofferson, who's a highly respected and sought-after real estate agent in Orange County, and we just learned soon to be Texas since 2003. And as most of you know, Aaron and I, we don't do this podcast so you can learn how to sell 10 more houses this year, right? We really look for influencers and people that have teams or small brokerages or independent brokerages, I should say, uh, that really make a difference. You know, make a difference in agents living lives they love, uh, people who empower agents and empower people to really adore what they're doing and love their life. So Nicole, we're so happy to have you here today. Welcome. 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 Thank you so much for having me. such a key topic because I think we inspire a lot of people in our industry that don't have teams and, you know, so I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, good. Well, first, just tell us a little bit about how you got started. How about we just start with some of the basics? Okay. We all have a story. So as a former elementary school educator who was bilingual, who moved back to California after living out of the country, um, I was asked to try a new industry. Wait, you can't I... say that without telling us where you lived. Where'd you live? I was in Granada in Spain. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So I came back and my family asked me to try this industry. Their friends work all over the place and they just thought it'd be something that I'd be good at. So I started as an assistant to a broker and he took me on and taught me everything about the industry. And it was 2003. So it was crazy busy. He was having kids and um, I managed all of his transactions from start to finish, you know, uh, marketing everything. Uh, And then went back into teaching while I was doing real estate and getting my master's degree in literacy. And then about five years after I had started, I met my husband and he's like, why are you teaching? Why are you teaching and doing real estate? I never see you. And so he just inspired me. He's an entrepreneur as well to pursue real estate. And to just have more time for myself, my you know health, and him and our families, and so that was really my true inspiration from there. So it was started with my parents kind of asking me to try something new, um, and my husband really pushing me to forge through with one career path. And I haven't looked back. I really have not. That's awesome. And yes. when did you start building a team? 
So I started when I broke off of the, you know, I was at Coal Banker, previous international. I was at um, first team for a short little bit. And then I was with an independent broker at a small little brokerage, boutique brokerage. And it was just when Zillow and all the third-party aggregates hit and I was getting reviews and I was doing things a little bit different than most traditional agents were doing. Um, And I was watching my numbers just double exponentially every year because I was being real and I was doing something different that made other people uncomfortable. So that really catapulted my productivity. And then I just kind of reached a max. So I was like, I need help. I want to work more as a team. And at the boutique brokerage I was at, everybody still wanted to just do it their way. Nobody wanted to really innovate. And so again, I went to my husband and said, I think I'm going to get my broker's license. And he's like, you totally should. And I got my broker's license and asked some of my clients what they thought, some of my very top, top clients. And they said, we hire you. We don't mind where you're at. Like You're going to do your job. We know how good and thorough you are and how knowledgeable you are. It doesn't matter where you're at. So I set off as an independent broker just to facilitate my sphere of influence business, because that's primarily where I do the best um, throughout all my networks throughout life and schooling and stuff. And then it just kind of went from there. So when I would do a deal with an agent that was amazing, I would just compliment them at the end, you know, tell them how, you know, they differentiate from other agents in the industry and how they, you know, helped our transaction. And, and it's come full circle. It's really grown organically. So an agent will come back to me when something happens at their brokerage or at their team and, you know, learn what's going on with NMC and what we're doing. Cause it's a little intimidating to be an independent broker. You know, it intimidates people who are used to the corporate resources that they can say they have, but they probably never use but they need that like comfort, right? Because that's really what the big brokerages have a lot of resources that you really have to know how to utilize. And it's just, they, you know, they come over and then somebody from their team or wherever would see how happy they are, their their business growing. And they would have another referral to come in. And so, and then I've helped some family friends as well, educated them. They've come and worked with me during the summers and not gone back to their former jobs stayed on the team. And it's just been a fun process. I really have never had to recruit. I've always complimented and stayed in touch with agents that I've done transactions with and created my own networks with them to procure opportunities for my clients that maybe weren't on the market and just discuss different trends and things that were happening in our area. Good for you. By the way, is your website up to date with your team right now? Is that your team that wrote? And so how long have you, how long has it been that you opened your own brokerage? It's been seven years. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Great. All right. And then, Nicole, when, the couple of things that really interested me about what you said is, you know, you said, first of all, you said this thing about the big brokerages have all these resources, right? And you just have to know how to. You need to know what you're using. And that's the thing. They have so many resources. You don't even know. You can't throw all that at your client. And you could say it's going to help you get the listing. But if you can't speak on how they impact the seller, it's just a bunch of resources. Right. Like it's nothing, you know, it's a lot. It just depends on how people utilize that. I mean, I, I, my experience with it is what's the resource that impacts the seller? I mean, what's a resource that someone has? I mean, I guess. You know, we are, right? We are the, the professional that's representing them, protecting them. That's us. You know, that's, that's facilitating. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I just can't imagine. You know, you said that thing that your sphere of influence said is that we hired you, not your brokerage, and that's always been my experience. No one's ever said to me, "Oh, you're with KW." Oh, you're with. Oh, you're not with CBD. Who cares? Mm-hmm. From the consumer side, it doesn't matter. I don't think they're. I think that's 
a real myth of the industry is that the big brokerages have resources that somehow impact the consumer. And I don't think that's the case. I'm just curious if you know of any of those resources that somehow... No, I think it's a traditional mindset. And I think that's where our demographic now and our younger first-time homebuyers and our investors and things have this knowledge that maybe the traditional home sellers and people who um, haven't done a real estate transaction in a long time relied on those household names is what I guess I would call it. And so it's just, I think it's a tradition. And I think it's a tradition that will maybe always be here, but I definitely see it innovating right now. You know, I think the power of teams and independent brokerages and smaller boutique experiences is, you know, more commonly accepted and understood. Yeah, I think Christine and I were talking in the pregame about, you know, solo agents, you know, because I'm a solo agent in a big brokerage or is going to be a dinosaur, it's going to be a thing of the past that there's virtually no real way to add enough value to the client's side of the equation without the kind of a boutique experience, without that kind of team, you know, the kind of experience that only a team could provide. All hands on deck for, you know, for that house, for that transaction, right? We find the same thing. And I think a lot of agents nowadays, you know, when you look at it, especially with COVID, that was such a big game changer, right? Nobody's going into the bullpen all day, you know? And and not that they ever were, but a a lot of the newer agents, especially love that camaraderie and COVID did away with that. So now Mm -hmm. it really is, they're connected to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're connected to you, the broker, the one that actually is their resource. The glue. And Nicole, I guess a question for me would be, you know, regarding the, you know, your seven years as a broker owner. First of all, we'll start. I think we should start with the wins. Yeah, Christine, we were talking about wins. Sure. And yeah, right, we were talking that. earlier, Nicole. We're like, you know, we could just talk about everybody's successes. We always do. But most people have no idea what it is to run a brokerage. They have yeah. no idea the nitty gritty stuff we deal with on the yeah. back end. And they yeah. have no idea. Like some of the things that we deal with, we're like, if you only knew, you know, they yeah. saw glitz and glory. But mm-hmm. we can definitely talk about both, right? The wins yep. and the... Because the, the, the wins truly come from those challenges. That's, I mean, most often, you know. Well, they're growing, right? We're failing forward or growing. Growing pains are oh so much fun. Mm-hmm. All right, well, so what have some of yours been? You know, I mean, what is an example, you know, for people listening of something that turned from a, you know, it was a, sort of a disaster over the last seven years into a real glory, into something that really worked? How, what's some stuff that we can give to people that would be valuable that, you know, that you... Um, you know, I think we can only be so much like a, a doctor isn't a business person. You know, they don't do their own medical billing most often. We are realtors and we're people persons. So the back end systems that we have to implement and utilize, you know, we have points in our business where we need to innovate and grow. And I think my biggest hurdle was with, it was about two years ago. I said, you know, these CRMs for real estate, everybody says they have their proprietary ones. I really want to integrate my social media. I want my CRM, I want to build text, I want to do all these things. And I was told to utilize this one product where I could customize my whole CRM for myself. And so I went away from, you know, the standard traditional top producer, which I use and took all this time and all these, this money and all this stuff to plug in all my templates and customize it. And then they started deleting my data and messing with everything I put in. And I was just, I gave it two shots and I just, 
I, I freaked out. I like had to walk for, for days and I couldn't even talk to the people that were helping me build it out. Like my web developer and things like that. Cause it just was so disastrous. And then I realized no one told me I'm too small for this platform that you need a full-time coder running this platform or whatever. Do you think anybody stopped to tell me that? No, everybody told me all the fabulous things that it could do, but when they had glitches in their software and they couldn't serve as a small person like me that didn't have coders on the back end full-time employed, I just, I was so frustrated and it was a big financial investment. I'm not going to say the name of the company because I still really don't like them. I think they just were very misleading. Um, But I, I learned the one that I was, the CRM that I had before was great for me and that our industry is going to innovate and you kind of don't want everything in one spot because it's going to be limited. Like these other resources have more options for you to do your marketing. And so you need to have better backend systems for your team and for your process. And that's where I really felt like I was archaic, but then I realized the power of that. And so I overcame that. We got a new website up. We were able to utilize all the content that we did for the website and really launch our marketing. And, uh, and I'm so fortunate I did all that right before COVID and during COVID and went through all that because now I'm coming out and I'm, my goal is to be a bi-state broker and I have a team. I'm going to have a team in two places. I already have an assistant here in Texas and I've got a referral relationship with another broker here. And, and those systems are going to need to talk and it's going to have to be streamlined. And it's, it's, I've overcome that and seen the power. I'm glad I invest all that time and energy into it, but, um, it was, it took me down. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, Oh my goodness. You know, cause I want to provide that to my team. I'm, we're the example of how to help them be more efficient and enjoy their job more and service their clients more. And we've gotten there, but Oh, it was a bumpy road a couple of years ago. <laughs> I tell you what, but changing CRMs is no small deal for anybody. And when you do it good to great, it is a big deal. And it's, yeah, and it's always going to have kinks and CRMs are CRMs. They're not your best friend. They don't call it your best friend. You know what I mean? It's a CRM. So totally. We and, got there. And, and there's I'm happy. And you've never seen one advertised that doesn't do every single thing for All everything. The and then you get into it and you're like, all right, so I know you don't want to use the name. And I, oh, no. you know, look, we, I'm not going to force you to do anything, but, you know, we use FirePoint and I don't have a problem with it, you know, using the name. And it's great for some things. We tried, uh, we were with uh, Follow-Up Boss for about 20. We tried, we were with Sync for a while. We went from okay. to Sync and Sync was way too many bells and whistles and then didn't play well with Wilobo, which we really, really love. Our retargeting. Yeah, we love our retargeting. And Follow-Up Boss and, and um, FirePoint does. But, and so FirePoint's fine. It's fine. It doesn't do everything. You know, its search features are pathetic, frankly. But it text, it does mass texting, it does a lot of stuff that we, you know, and I think the CRM game is, does it do enough, you know, does it, can it get a new agent through the day? Can it get you through the day? It's not going to do everything and it's not going to be perfect. And if you're looking for that one, it's going to have too many bells and whistles and it's going to be too expensive and it's still not going to do everything. Well, it's just like you said, you're going to have to have a coder on the back end to keep up. Right. Yeah. And I was trying to be more efficient on my device. I'm like, I don't want to go to three different things to do one thing. You know what I mean? I wanted to integrate with my Apple calendar. And like, here I am two years later, Google calendar. I don't even use my Apple calendar anymore because I realized nothing integrates with it. So I was trying to. She tells us that Justine refuses to get off her Apple calendar. It's all. I do both actually, but I'm the Google calendar is helping me more now. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, you know, it's all of it, right? All of <laughs> that's it's, that's how ours all look, color coded the whole day. Start to finish. We had our whole team meeting. We do a team meeting every morning and we had our whole team meeting today about if it's not in your calendar, it's not going to happen. You know, it's so funny how many agents when they're new try to keep it in their brain. Oh, I'll remember that. I'm like, you're insane to try to remember anything. Our brains are the worst existence system in the world. Put it in your calendar. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with clients and their expectations and just, you know, family, you know, we have the balance there, right. We're not just realtors 24 seven, even though we really are, our family does come (laughs) into play and we do have friendships and things. And so, yeah. Nicole, what's one of the biggest things you would say for somebody that is looking to either start a team or a small brokerage that really doesn't want to be independent, that wants a little bit more leverage, like you said, so they can have family time and things of that sort. What do you think the biggest hurdle of running a team is? Now, is yours a brokerage and a team or is I'm the broker owner and I operate my brokerage as a team. So, okay. Yes. So everybody, it's not like you have some that are on the brokerage and some that are on the team. It's one. Okay, good. You're all one. Yeah. Like yep. You should be taking notes, right? Because we we have this debate all the time, right? Should yeah. we just go ahead? And, and you know, we love EXP and we're happy with a lot of the, the whole back half, the residual end of it. But it is often like herding cats, like having a team, right? Is it worth mm-hmm. it? You know, should and we debate? Should we just have it like a brokerage or and a team over here, or should we have it over a team? But anyways, tell me, what do you tell think? Me, what, do you, what do you think the biggest hurdle is for people thinking about opening up their own team or brokerage? I think there are two different things. I mean, opening up your own brokerage and starting a business and understanding all of that accounting and what goes into it is totally different than running totally. a team. Like when you have a team at a brokerage, you have your office manager and things like that, doing all your breakdowns and following up with everything. And you're mentoring more and you can focus more on your marketing, your mentoring, your, where your team's going and training them and things. But as a broker, you have to do it all at once. So I find it to be the same thing for me because I manage my team differently and we run it like a family. I'm not, I don't push them. We're not, we don't have, you know, ridiculous expectations of one another. They, I'm very open. Like I said, our team just speaks candidly. We all have families or empty nesters. We all come from different phases in life and bring our own experiences. And we're all there for each other. If somebody's not able to be there, their health is at risk or something's happening with their family. When I say we operate like a team, there's always one or two people that's ready to step in at the last minute and fill those shoes for our clients, for the, for the team, for whatever's happening at that time. So we keep a close pulse with one another. We touch base and we do a team. We call it like a team meeting once a week where we go over pipeline. We go over, you know, wins and losses of the week experiences, obviously through COVID and all the changes with what we're doing, how we're doing it, mask, no mask, you know, uh, display this, don't display that, update your pictogram. (laughs) We had a lot to talk about every week, but now we're kind of uh, in the pulse of talking about who's where, who's there, you know, who's on this weekend, who's not on this weekend, because we are all on the go. And that's really where I'm trying to get my story told with, um, you know, our marketing and what I'm doing now to kind of innovate. I mean, not a lot of realtors go to two different places to do business, especially two different States. Right. Um, and so I've really helped my team 
understand the power of being really uh, mobile, being really organized, using the CRMs, being very systematic, using their calendar because they're going across different state lines too. People are investing all over outside of their areas now. So it's been really helpful for us. And uh, it's, it's intrigued a lot of agents. I will tell you that. So like I said, I do not recruit. I definitely have local agents calling me right now to talk to me about how we're doing this, what we're doing, and really seeing the power and having an understanding or perspective of market outside of your area. So we, our team does it together. We just, we keep in close contact and, you know, I train them from time to time. Like when I'm in the office, we'll have a meeting in the office and we'll bring people in to help us and we'll do team building exercises outside of real estate. You know, pre-COVID, we go do cooking classes or we would meet at somebody's house where we do things. We tend to not keep it too stuffy all the time. So yeah, that's, that's the same. When you say you don't have expectations of them, it doesn't matter to you if they do one deal a year or 20 deals a month. You're cool. I'm fine either way because we, it somehow finds its balance. I'm going to do what I do and my numbers are going to grow every year. And I have enough agents and enough differentiation that when it needs to be balanced out or shared, we, we do it perfectly fine. So I'm not that type. I do not manage my brokerage in that fashion where they have, where I push them to hit certain numbers unless they need to, then I will help hold them accountable. So when I say we operate like a family, yeah, that's really how I operate the team. When you say unless they need to, meaning they personally have... If they come to me and have personal goals, like I'll use an example. One of my agents has a mom in a memory care facility. You know, that that's not a small financial responsibility every month. It's it's huge, actually. So when they come to me and they say this is what they have a responsibility for moving forward, then I have the ability to sit down and go over numbers and figures from their previous year or previous transactions and strategize on how they can build more business. And we then set goals at that stage. So we all are very different. Some of us are just starting out families. Some of us don't have families. Some of us are caring for elderly parents, you know? And so we all learn and grow together with those unique experiences because we're all going to experience them at some time if we haven't already. So it's great. So the team structure with the team splits is really the brokerage splits. There's no separate brokerage split. It's all just one, one word. Explain to me. Say that one more time. You're you're in a brokerage setting, Mm -hmm. right? There's the split with the broker. And then mm-hmm. there, there may be teams within the brokerage that split with the brokerage and split with the team or independent brokerage owners could have people that pay less split because they get less resources from the team. They're just using the name of the place to right. license. That'd be like a normal brokerage relationship. Like you said, the big box brokerages have resources. If the agents want to use them, they can. If the agents don't, they don't. And they're giving whatever, an 80-20 split. Yep. So we operate like a standard broker. So there's the broker's fee, you know, and then they have their commission split with the brokerage. If they so choose or a referral is given to the team from another team member, it is agreed to and split like a referral agreement type thing. So, and if somebody gets a lead from me and then they get a referral from that lead, there's a trickle down commission split that goes off of that to always recognize where it came from. Not everybody's at 50, 50 because they're on the team. Right. Like some people do, you know what I mean? And things like that. It's, it's handled and facilitated very equally. I'm part of the team. 
I don't operate any different than the rest of my team members. I'm equal with them. And we stay that way because the brokerage supports all of us. Every resource that goes into NMC and our marketing and our PR and anything that we're doing benefits them. So we, I kind of stand at that same split and stay equal with them. Guys, so you, you act as an agent inside the brokerage. So I you do. split with the brokerage and you, you happen to be the brokerage, but you split. I happen to be the broker owner and the managing broker. I'm both hats. Right. You know? And, yeah, that's pretty and cool. for that, yeah. I stay equal to them. So it, they feel, you know, it's fair. Yeah. That's actually a really interesting way to do it because I haven't, I have never even thought of doing it that way. That's good. That's excellent. Yeah. And, so, and then given, you know, the people's relationship with staying on the team, there's once. Well, let's go back. I'm going to touch on this one more time because this is an, or this, I think it's a, a teachable moment for anybody that's thinking about starting a team and the difference between a team and a brokerage. Yeah. So when I started my brokerage, the hardest thing for me was do running the business, right? Because you're spending marketing dollars. You want to have leads coming in. You want to be closing deals, but you have all these back-end responsibilities. Right. You've got credit cards. You're paying for marketing materials. You're fronting all your... Whatever you're doing for your lead sources and your marketing and your agents and your onboarding and everything you're doing for them, you have to make sure you leave money in the honeypot for the company. So if you don't treat yourself like a business and you don't look at the commissions like a brokerage, even if you're a team lead and you're a team, you know, you have a team and you're at the top, you still have to reinvest into that team. So looking at yourself like the brokerage and like the biz, like you need to have funds to run your business. It's not all about commissions, right? 100%. So I learned that very quickly in my first year. I'm so excited. You're doing all these leads. You're getting all these deals. You're changing what your story is. Everybody sees your team growing and you doing something different. And whoa, you know, like it, money goes fast when you're building a business and investing in a business for the first time, you know, and finding new resources and it's changes. So I think that's where I learned the most was that those for that first year. And that's why I, I look at it differently than most people. Great. And when you say there's got to be money in the honeypot, where that money is, you're just talking about, that's why you deal with yourself as a broker. And then the brokerage is separate from you. Mm-hmm. That money stays with the brokerage. And then absolutely. And then you live on your absolutely. brokerage. Group. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great, that's a great way to divide that up. Love mm-hmm. that. And so people get together once a week, right? On Zoom or in person now, right? Either, which, however we can do it. Yeah. Okay. Now it's, if I'm in California and we're together, we get together in California. Sometimes I'll have an agent here in Texas with me. So we'll Zoom, you know what I mean? Yeah. And with the team, but everybody's pretty mobile. And Between then, Florida, Idaho, Texas, California, we're kind of all. Oh, so you around. have agents in more than just California and Texas? Well, my agents in California are investing in other states and doing other things in other states currently. So cool. it's for themselves, not for the brokerage. For themselves. Yes. Good. For themselves. Isn't that great? Good for you. But we're also, that helps us as a brokerage, keep a pulse on those markets and understand the real estate markets, the growth trends that are happening right now throughout the nation and giving us as a team, the power to talk on a nationwide level. Yeah. Isn't that great? Good for you. It makes my, it makes my job so much easier now. I'm not reading statistics on a computer and stuff. We're feeling it. We're pulsing it. We're talking about it. And it's, it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you, I was going to ask it, you know, cause we get together every day, every morning as a team on zoom, on zoom, yeah. just every morning. But 
the once a week, is that, I mean, obviously for you, you found that to be sufficient. We, from time to time, we get, you know, new agents that don't feel like they're part of anything unless they're constantly in communication. Yeah. Never come up, you meeting. It's not like you get more, more, more experienced agents, though. You don't. Yeah, my agents agents. have already been trained. Like when we started and they came on and I was in the office and when I felt the need to be in the office every day. I mean, let's talk about it. There's days where I need to lock myself in my office, but I don't want anybody coming in there. We are so efficient now as a team with our communication and the process that and we have a full time transaction coordinator. She's not obviously not in house. Right. She handles all our transactions. We have one marketing thing that takes from start to finish with verbiage, collateral, everything. So we're so streamlined now that we don't have a lot of training that takes place. It's more updating and such. And if we have a transaction we're facilitating together or somebody's out of town, we're on a, we have a group chat for the team. I know you, I think you guys use WhatsApp. Maybe yeah. I did a little bit of research on some stuff you guys had put out in the media before, but we're constantly chatting. We're yeah. just not jumping on zoom and yeah, I think we're a little bit different because we have so many new agents. So we do a little touchstone every morning, 8 to 8.30, and then the rest of the day go. But we did it once a week as well. And then when COVID hit, nobody could come in. And we're like, how do we stay connected? Mm-hmm. And it works so well that now, you know, we've got agents like you scattered everywhere. And we love being on Zoom yeah. together. Right? Well, I'm going to have to do that. I'm getting ready to hire a couple more full-time agents in Orange County in California. And I'm going to have to be on Zoom with them every single morning. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it's how I start my day with intention. So why not start my team with intention every day yes. and the agents yeah. that want to jump on and have coffee with us in the morning and hear what's happening. You're going to get on. Everybody has the freedom to jump on and listen and be a part of it. Um, yeah. So it will, it will trend back into that most likely because I have very limited days when I am in Orange County. So I won't be face-to-face as much as I used to be when we onboarded. Very cool. right. right. Good for you. All right. Well, we're wrapping up here on our time, but is there anything that you didn't say, Nicole, that you'd love to say that really, and again, this isn't about 10 more deals, which I love that we haven't got it out. This is about having a life that really, really works and sings. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, the only things like I obviously made some notes off what we thought the topics were going to be touched on today. And I'm really happy where it took us because I don't often think about the team and how different we are from other teams or how, you know, I don't really make those comparisons very often. So I appreciate that today. Um, But, you know, we, my motto in life is something that carries through to my team and to my company and to my clients. And my motto is work hard, smile large. It started when I was leaving my children right after I delivered them because I never took maternity leave because I was building NMC. And, um, you know, my husband would take care of the kids all weekend and I would work all weekend and I would be tired at the end of my days because I was a startup business and growing it. And the industry was great and we had tons of business. And so I was inspired when he's like, Hey, you're showing them how to get up and do this every day. That's you're like a girl mom. This is great. And I would just be like, so exhausted, man. And I just, it came to me one day when my daughter just realized that I help people get homes. And she was just, she was so little Aww. and she's like, mama, you know, and it was one of my lender's daughters that drew a picture of the house. Cause I was selling my, one of my lender's homes. And I go, this is her Lila's picture. And she's like, you sell people homes and Lila's home. And I'm, yeah, yeah. And I just realized, I'm like, I work so hard to see those smiles and I work so hard to smile. And so every day I wake up, and it's work hard, smile large. I drop my kids off at school before they get out of the car. They look me in the eyes and I say, work hard. 
and they say smile large. And we, every part of my life, my clients say it now, the team says it, every ounce of hard work always pays off and you should smile every single day and be so grateful. There's hard days, you know, problems come and go, but, um, all of this is worth it. And I have no shame. If I have more success and I've lived the life I've always wanted to live, I'm going to be so proud of it because I know I work really hard getting it. Yes. And my team works really hard taking care of themselves, taking care of their families, taking care of their clients. And we balance all of that, right? It's, it's an art and it's not perfected, <laughs> but if you smile, it never is. It never yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. But you've got to smile, you know, yeah. you got to appreciate the time you put in and, and the fruits of your labor and, you know, it, may, it takes you a lot farther. It goes a lot farther than you even know. Like, I didn't even know I was, I didn't even think of, like I'm inspiring my kids. I'm trying to provide for you, <laughs> but really I'm showing them how to show up every day for themselves too. So that is our motto at NMC, my family, everybody I know knows it. So that's awesome. Now we do. And now, our yeah. cool. now we know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. Well, it was awesome being with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of our, our busy, crazy lives to share with, you know, something hopefully will make a difference for other agents out there thinking about doing what, you know, like a, a bit of inspiration to do what you've done. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting a, you know, a nice nurturing touch on, you know, talking to other agents and other people in the industry. Yeah. You know, we really appreciate your time and thanks Karen for reaching out. And um, yeah, we really appreciate it. Perfect. Take care. Work hard. Smile large. Love it. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.